it's good to have you all here. That when we look at this idea of being a name bearer, everything in creation has a name. Even the trees, the types of rock. But people especially have names. We have a lot of different names, really. Because we not only bear our own names, first, middle, surname, we also bear other names, other degrees, other titles, that from the beginning, we've had names. People had different names within their society. These are just some of mine. Mr. Name, so on and so forth, that still today we have our surnames, first and perhaps middle names. Some people may even have two middle names, or I guess possibly three. But we still have designations of class, lower, middle, upper. You can even break those down into, you know, lower middle class, middle middle class, and upper middle class. That we have grades for our children, degrees of achievement, job titles, other descriptions that are given to us, other names, other labels we bear. But there's one name I know I bear above all others, and one name that I suspect many of you bear above all others, the name of being a Christian, that above all these other things in our life, even our own name, the name of Christ and how we bear it is a huge reflection on who we are. That this isn't something that's new. God's people have always carried His name in everything that they did. The Israelites were supposed to be a light to other nations, a blessing to other people, a light to the world. They were supposed to show God's name in everything that they did. That in all their interactions... They were supposed to praise God. Now, some of them did an excellent job at this. Most, however, struggled with it throughout hundreds of years of Israelite history. Now, I want to take a look. If you want to flip over to Hebrews chapter 11, a lot of times this is applied with faith. But this morning, looking at it, faith is similar to being a name bearer. That's kind of the analogy that I'm using this morning. If you look, I'm going to run through a few of these. Noah being the first that I'll deal with. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark and saved his family. By faith, he condemned the world and and became heir of righteousness by keeping his faith. Of course, Abraham. That there was probably no greater example of being a name-bearer for the people of Israel. That by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place, he would later receive his inheritance. He obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land. Like a stranger in a foreign country, he lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him to the same promise. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He he who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. 
even though God had said to him, It is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise his son from the dead. So, in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. That, God, that Abraham had so much faith in God that he did whatever God told him. Likewise, his son, Isaac, blessed Jacob out of faith, and he also blessed Esau. And likewise, Jacob followed his father's example and blessed all of his sons. Then we have Moses. Moses who received the commandments from God. Moses who was tested and tried for 40 years in the wilderness with a people that just didn't get it. A bunch of people that were complaining and saying, well, we had it better when we were slaves in Egypt. That Moses, out of faith, chose to be God's servant. Now, we could go through on and on, and even the Hebrews writer puts it this way, that there are so many names among God's people that whether they were kings or prophets, there are too many to name and to give every instance of faith that they had. But I do want to pull one out because Elijah stood for God in a time when God's people had fallen away, when God's people were worshiping Baal and other pagan gods. Elijah, whose name literally means Yahweh is my God, or Yahweh is Lord, that he stood not just against the majority of people, not just against a pagan god or a pagan sect of worshipers, He stood against the king of Israel. He stood against Ahab and Jezebel. That the faith of these Israelites, their ability to bear God's name, ensured that His covenant was passed on and on, generation to generation, until there was a new covenant which we were under, that we're not just under the name of God. We're also under the name of Jesus Christ. And what we do in His name reflects not just on Him, but on the Spirit which we've been given. I really liked how Bud put it, that in breaking down and saying from the root what Jesus' name is, the name of Yeshua that God saves, or Yahweh saves. Our Savior was called Messiah, meaning liberator, Savior, God's anointed. Christ with a similar meaning. He was given the name above all names, not just because this was the role given to Him, but because of how He performed that role too. Flawlessly, perfection, That our Savior lived, He taught, He healed, He blessed so many in His ministry. 
He followed through with God's plan entirely. And because of that, God gave him the name above all names. That the reputation given to the name of Jesus was so high, it invoked so many things and so many people. Philippians 2, verses 9 through 11. Therefore, God elevated him to a place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That what Jesus did while he was here, in life, in his death, and in his resurrection. It elevated his name above all others. And it's a legacy that, as God's people, as Christians, it's in the name that we refer to ourselves as. We bear the name of Christ. If you were to do the same thing that Hebrews 11 does with the Old Testament... If you did that with the New Testament, of course, Jesus would be the first and highest. That what he did in bringing glory to God is beyond any surpassing. That what he did through his life, his death, his resurrection, in bringing us salvation, giving us the ability to have a relationship with the Father that before we could not have had, is incredible. You have his disciples that he taught, that went on to pass on the word, to spread the gospel, to teach, to continue healing, to continue Jesus' ministry. What they did in faith brought glory to the name of Christ. You have Paul, who spread the gospel to the Gentiles. Paul, who wrote so many epistles and letters. Paul, who did more missionary work probably than anyone ever to touch so many lives, to spread the name of Jesus beyond all bounds. Then you have others like Barnabas or Timothy who worked for the Lord. There are also countless others that have spanned over 2,000 years of history, that have spread the name of God, have spread the name of Jesus throughout the entire world. But likewise, there are countless upon countless others that have taken the name of Christ and misused it, that have borne the name of Christian and committed terrible crimes, who have used God to justify War, use God to justify genocide, have used God to justify countless atrocities. And still, almost as bad are even more countless others that have stood by, bearing the name of Christ silently and never doing anything. So the question is, how will you bear the name of Christ in your life? Because if you've made that commitment, if you've been baptized, 
This is the name you bear. How will you treat it? How will you carry it? Because the thing is, no matter what you do, the good, the bad, the ugly, every action you have reflects on our Savior. Everything that you do, that from the time, granted, first, one of the first things people should find out about you when they meet you is that you're a Christian. But even if that takes a little while, a day, two days, a week, after getting to know them, and that's when they find out. But from that point on, anyone is going to judge you and judge our Savior. That's just what happens. That they're going to see what you do. That if you're out serving and not taking credit for it, they're going to see that and they're going to know that you're glorifying God through what you do and not not trying to get glory for yourself. The same can be said that if you go out wearing a I Heart Jesus shirt, you know, to Wild Wings or Buffalo Wild Wings or whatever, you know, place, and you're watching a football game and something terrible happens and you get upset and you say something you shouldn't have said, no, I did not do that last night. <laughs> but <laughs> if, you know, you say something you shouldn't have said, even if it's not cussing, it doesn't matter. If you said something you shouldn't have said, it reflects poorly on the name of Christ. If you go out wearing a WWJD bracelet, those of you that remember that, that what would Jesus do? You go out and you get drunk. Or worse yet, you go out, you get drunk, and you drive. That doesn't reflect poorly just on your decision making. That reflects poorly on our Savior. And likewise, say somebody who's homeless or just looks poor and dirty, comes in, and nobody speaks to them in this church building. How would that reflect, not just on us, but on our Savior? That the absence of doing what we're called to do, the absence of following in our Savior's name, is just as condemning as when we do something And the thing is, how we act, what we do, what we say, what better way is there to show our thankfulness, our gratitude to God, our gratitude to our Savior, than to do what He would have us to do, to simply obey. That Nathan has had a whole series of lessons. That simply obey Him. Glorify His name by doing what He would have you do, saying what He would have you say, encouraging others, building up others, loving others, and not being restrained because I don't know them or I don't know how they're going to react. I don't know, you know what's going to be said. the thing is, there's no greater way to show how thankful we are for the salvation we have than to bear His name 
throughout the world. Not only that we would bear His name, but that if anybody referred to you by name, whether it's somebody said Christy, or John, or Paul, or Stephanie, or Danny, that whenever your name is said, that person can't help but think of Jesus Christ. That they can't help but think of the glory of what He did. The sacrifice He made and how you live that out. That it's different than anything else the world can offer. There's no other way to show how thankful we are. Now the New Testament bears some, a bunch of very good passages. But I picked a couple that I think epitomize what not just our relationship with Christ, but what responsibility we have in bearing His name. If you look at Romans chapter 8, starting down in the last part of verse 31, If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for all of us. How will He not also, along with Him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those God has chosen? It is God who justifies, who is the one who condemns. No one, Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who raised to life, is at the right hand of God, and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword separate us from the love of Christ? For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any power, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. That when we are being faithful name bearers, we live this passage. That there's nothing in this world that can come between us and the name we bear. Nothing in this world that can come between us and our Savior and what He has done for us. So what do we do with that? What do we do with this life? 2 Corinthians 5, starting in verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ, not counting people's sin against them. And He has committed to us, the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ ambassadors, as though though God were making His appeal through us. God made His appeal to the world through Jesus Christ, and He continues to do so today through us. Because we bear His name. We bear the name of the Father, We bear the name of Jesus Christ, and we carry His Spirit. And no matter what we do, we bear that responsibility.
We've been given salvation. But there's still responsibility that we have to come through with. The way we live reflects on our Savior. So again, I have to ask, how are you going to bear His name? What are you going to do? So if you have not put on Christ in baptism, will you put on His name this morning? Or do you need to recommit to bearing His name? To living for Him? To being God's ambassador? Do you need to take that more seriously this morning? Or have you fallen away completely and you need reconciliation? Do you need renewal and encouragement to step back in and live this new life to the fullest? To carry the name of Christ with you? And reflect on the name of Christ positively. To be able to have people say your name and go, they're a Christian. And what they do glorifies God. What they say, how they act, how they comfort, how they love, how they encourage, how they're just different. Because I promise you, you bear the name of Christ, you live that out, you will be different. And different in such a way that people can't help but notice. People can't help but see what Christ has done in you, what Christ is doing in this world, what God did through Him. So if you need that this morning, if you need to make that commitment for the first time, if you need to renew that commitment, if you need encouragement, we ask that as you stand and sing, that we will be here to comfort you, to encourage you, and lift you so that you can bear the name of Christ.